0: The Archetypal Tarot Podcast explores universal human patterns, called archetypes, by investigating the major arcana of the ancient tarot. We recognize these archetypes because they are present in our own life stories, myths, and culture. Each card represents a stage of the journey for understanding the greater story of our lives.
1: Welcome to the Archetypal Tarot Podcast. I'm Julie Engevo, I'm back in our San Francisco studio, finally, with my collaborator, Sundara Quackenbush, for our, Sundara, get this, it's our 20th podcast.
0: No way. 20th?
1: Feels like 120th. (laughs) (laughs) Still 20, I mean, that's pretty amazing for a couple of fools who started this journey like a year and a year and some ago. It's pretty exciting, but but today I'm actually really, I'm really psyched to talk about, this is card number 17 of the Major Arcana, the Star, which is awesome, especially after our last one, the the Tower, so.
0: Yes, I've been really looking forward to uh, a nice, calming, healing sort of card like the Star. I'm really wanting this in my life. Yeah, good.
1: I don't have to really brace yourself for this one quite as much.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this card because uh, aesthetically it just is so beautiful. I just love taking a look at this card. So if you have a deck of cards or it can Google the star, uh, take a look at the Marseilles uh, or the Rider-Waite. Actually, is very similar in its symbolism and the way that it looks uh, at, this, at this stage. So we have... Da, 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 a naked woman. Naked lady. Naked lady. Actually, this is the first time in the tarot journey where we have a very liberated naked person right front and center. Uh we sort of had those imps in the devil car, but they were bound up and uh, you know that the 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 devil is gone okay we're, we're we've moved on we're we're at the start now um and and she just looks so comfortable in her body and she's she's on the edge of a river or lake and she is she has two vessels which kind of is re- reminiscent actually of temperance a little absolutely. bit
1: absolutely yeah um, very similar
0: but she's doing something different with these two jugs she is pouring water back into the stream and she is. but with the other hand she is pouring some water onto the land so a very different symbolic activity uh than what we saw in temperance and this is not an angel this is an earthly human being underneath the stars and we have seven stars uh, twinkling beautifully up above her head one central star uh, with its rays and also depending on the version you're looking at a couple of trees in the Marseilles in the background and a little bird resting on the tree and uh, there you have it this this beautiful beautiful card
1: and a nice a nice respite from from where we've been before um there's something I just noticed right now that I think in well definitely in the rider weight version the woman's um leg is actually looking like it's resting on top of the water. I don't I don't know. I mean she's got one leg one she's kneeling on the land, but it appears to me anyway looking at the card is that that she's like a, has the ability to walk on water. Oh wow. Or or it's it's balanced there. It's not actually she's like a Jesus woman. It. So there's, I don't know, for me, I mean, just kind of noticing that it's it's like this sense of being present, you know, and a part of, of everything. There's a lot here. So do um, we want to go into like the symbolism of what we're seeing or reverse back and kind of talk a little bit more about the previous stage of the journey and kind of, you know, what this means to us when we get here.
0: Yeah. Let's let's talk about that because cause we just uh, came from the tower, which yeah. was a crumbling down of assumptions of everything you've built up to this point your ego all of these things that the the tower could have represented and it it's it fell down once again to the ground um there could have been a sense of humiliation there um and what do we have here where we have this very peaceful card in the star right afterwards yeah the um the sense that, that we had talked
1: about in the tower as it being. Um... Most likely, you know, difficult, like shocking, Um, but underneath that sort of like the idea, the wisdom that you're being liberated from something, and it's something that kind of given your druthers, you'd never want to let go of, but it's kind of been taken out of your hands. It's been shocked out of you. It's like the lightning bolt that hits and changes absolutely everything. Yeah. To me, this is like the fool on this journey is kind of like laying in the grassy field after being hit by lightning going, what just happened? You know, like feeling at once that sort of um, the liberation or that um, like letting go of a lot of things that were kind of, you didn't realize were weighing you down, kind of like not quite yet able to articulate what, what did just happen, but the, um, the symbols of this, this naked woman, um, it's a symbolism of being both at peace but vulnerable mm-hmm. at the same time. So The Fool sort of like, I think this next stage is being able to, to see that for the very first time that you can be both vul- vulnerable and at peace. Because you you just got hit by lightning. You just had a major change. It's like that. We talked about the universe sort of kicking you in the ass a little bit. Mm-hmm. That now we're, you know, this everything about this is natural. It's about harmony. It's all of the senses just innately knowing what needs to be done and being with it. Which... You, you're not going to have, if you were weighed down by all those things that the, the tower basically took away from you.
0: That's right. You let go of. And I think that clothing becomes a huge symbolism in that, uh, the, the clothing is like the persona or the, or whatever you built yourself up to be in society. But, but this brings us back to our very human essence. If we were all naked and had no possessions, you wouldn't be able to tell who, what class you were from, what, titles you have and so forth. Uh, this really brings us back down to the basics uh, and where we can be humble. But, but even though there's that humbling presence that we feel liberated to, that we can be free uh, in this card. Absolutely. And that I think
1: you just, you will, you come to it Um, in a more poignant way, because you've gone through a storm. It's kind of like that, the time after the storm where there's like peace and and clarity and recognizing that, for me anyway, we talked about the grace and the chaos of, of the tower. There's with this, there's a moment to really kind of regenerate and appreciate and remember that grace is not deserved. You can't ask for it. You can't give it away. You can't deserve it. It just is. There's just this sense of looking up at the stars and all of that, that there is, there's a freely available grace and not to get kind of like too kooky on that, but like, it's that moment that you can't, it's indescribable, that there's a calm now with this, with this stage that um is available for us to to contemplate or just you know be with this space like this card doesn't tell me i need to go do anything right now it's like oh yeah
0: it's it's tranquil. a it's it's a bit of like what temperance was a little bit like after the the death card temperance mm-hmm. came remember and and the the hero didn't have to be totally conscious when that uh recovery was taking place but in the star there seems to be a little more like it's a similar thing i think that there's some um, movement in the unconscious waters, but there, but there is some water being poured on land, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful symbol of, you know, things that are unconscious in the unconscious pool, as it were, coming out in, onto the surface for uh, rejuvenation. So we've been talking about this slow but sure trend towards rebirth, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight, but that the soil is getting wet, and from the wet soil, new things can grow.
1: I think what you're I want to really highlight what you said about the symbolism of water and and in the way I take it, too, is the unconscious. It's the it's a lot to do with emotions. Whenever I look at water as a symbol, um, I think emotions and I think unconscious because um, water seeps in like there is no place it can't go given you know enough time and enough water it it will it will soak in and that to me the you know the the unconscious is the same way you can't mm. stop it you can try to dam it but it will get through um slowly but surely and seeing it being poured you know what is happening you know in this picture because the water is coming out of both pitchers and going you know, back into the water or back onto the land And the way that I kind of took it when I first saw it, you know, in in looking at it this way was, oh, what's, you know, where'd the water come from to begin with? Why is it in this picture? And also could it, could the person, the woman in the star card represent part of that channel that the water is kind of, you know, she is, she is a part of what's going on and not just the servant moving the water. It's like it can kind of come up and go through and come out of her.
0: Right. And and this woman's relationship to the water is is reminiscent of the strength card that we explored at an earlier time. Uh where and in that stage, you know, we were getting in control of our appetites and of uh, finding inner strength and um finding our relationship to that. And and in this card, uh the woman is really working with these powers of nature. And um yeah, she's not a servant or slave to it. What what other things are you noticing about uh, this stage in her relationship to nature in in this sense?
1: I think there's um, because a lot of people call this the hope star, or you know that that sense of kind of coming to what's what's real. What is your real desire? Um, that because it's such a it's such a natural image there's nothing real there's very little about it that can be concocted or of human hands and maybe those pictures would be you know the the least natural things you know about it because they're you know presumably made by a human but everything else in it is very you know a natural state but that reaching back to the strength card that being comfortable with the wildness being comfortable you know having it all be sort of a, a part of the setting i think is is important to look at And I'll loop back into that when we talk about sort of the film references and that that part of the journey.
0: Well, what you have just said is really interesting because it brings up this big conversation about humans' activity and how can it be considered unnatural, like if a human shapes something. Mm -hmm. Is that apart from nature or is that... uh, Because it feels like she's very much in tune with the process of nature. She's helping the fertility of the land. Um, And how the question, a larger question that might come through from this card is... How can we uh be in accord with nature in our lives? Uh I think that's a beautiful big question right there.
1: And remembering that, you know, everything, you know, everything is connected. We mm-hmm. I can kind of go through that. There um to kind of go back to me the, the image the imagery of the fool sort of approaching this stage or or realizing that like, oh okay, you know, what just happened yet yeah, there's this sense of sort of harmony and peace um coming upon these symbols in this creature this woman who's just so cl- clearly very comfortable being where she is that you know what we can ask like how you know what now you know what is truly what are my hopes after you know all of this, something was taken away from you you have this great shock that you're like oh you're reapproaching things yeah. and you're reapproaching it um in uh, both an unconscious and conscious ways where you have to really, what, what is really guiding me? What is my yes. real desire? Your
0: real what, guiding star. You have to get retuned to that. And the, the fact that
1: the word um, desire itself comes from the word star. Wow. It comes that is from so the amazing. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's how, how are you keeping your star in sight? What is your star? And um, also too, I mean, this, the, the symbol of the star in in and of itself, is guidance. People have always looked at stars as being our guides. You know, the Mm. three wise men, um, the eyes of Mithras in in that myth of when the eyes opened, you could see the whole cosmos. You know, the stars there. There's so much there in terms of the star that I don't think... I don't think that we think about, we use it as like, Oh, movie star or right. TV star in different ways. And so. just also
0: practically in the, in the sailing a boat or, you know, being out in amongst the stars before we had uh, complex navigation systems. It was the stars. And, and it actually makes me think of a wonderful uh, documentary I saw in the theater uh, last week, which was called maiden trip. Mm. And it's about a, she's uh 15 when she ends up going on the journey, but she's, uh, the 15 year old Dutch girl. Yeah. That goes, uh, completely around the world, uh, alone in a, in a sailboat. Yeah. And it's such an extraordinary story, real life story. Cause she completed it in 2012. And I, I think actually her story really applies to the star because she knows absolutely in every part of her being that she wants to do this and you know she gets met with all of these threshold guardians you know the Dutch government and so forth um that you know don't want her to go and are you know wanting to take her away from her father for even thinking to allow her to go on this journey and but she is so strong about wanting to do this that she goes for it um so she knew what her guiding star was and she was clear about it at this very, very young age. And um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful documentary. I very much recommend it.
1: That, I think that's a, that's a great reference. And the idea that, you know, keeping your star in sight, just to look at that um, as like, okay, how does that relate to me? What is that in terms of a part of a process? Well, guess what? You have to have faith during the day that that star is going to be there. And you only see mm. it at night, right? Ah, interesting. So there's, and also, I mean, just by the nature of, stars are mysterious they're twinkling you can't always see them they're in in reality in the literal world really 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 far away yeah and, <laughs> and some then,
0: of them are already dead right when we when we look when at they them, they, them yeah so you can, if you, by the time we see their light, you
1: look at it there and then you you go back to well, what can this mean for me yeah post post tower if we're looking at this in kind of like a uh, a linear fashion yeah. of what just happened
0: and they keep us company throughout a very long night or a very long winter and uh as as if you know there's this big black blanket above us with with all these holes in it we can see that there's light mm. on the other side um so that's, that's really, really beautiful. I think just being able to recognize and
1: see the stars now, see this, um, symbolic of, 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 hope of really going, what is really, what is my real desire here? Um, and how the previous stage of being liberated there is really serving our ability to see what, what is really, really important. And I, I think of that, uh, the, the quote, you know, the barns burned down and now I can see the moon sort of like I couldn't you couldn't have because in our modern times you know we get caught up with so much complexity and distraction that we will very easily and naturally layer over what our true guiding star what our true north is yeah um, because of those and when that those liberating moments when it really felt like stuff was taken away from us yeah that we do find out what's really important um what's present for us uh
0: this conversation is uh making me remember something James Hillman said once, is that there's a lot of pressure emphasis today on what you want to be and who are you? I am a writer, I am an actor, I am a banking person or whatever and um but it's there's so or children are asked what do you want to be when you grow up Uh, and that's very very different from What is it that you love doing? What What do you actually just love to spend your time doing? So I love writing. I well, I don't know about the banking bit. I I I love banking. I (laughs) love money. I like money. Making money is very good. I love Excel spreadsheets. (laughs) Spreadsheets,
1: I, I, so, I, I, like I, I do. I like Excel. I do.
0: Oh, you like, do. I do. It, it has an organizing influence on you, does not it? It does, actually. That's good. It sorts the brain out. It does. Gets you Project clear management. on your guiding yeah. star. So, That's very good.
1: It can. It can. So I'm, <laughs> I'm standing up for this. Like, well, that? actually,
0: we, we need people with a lot of heart and intuition and all of that working with spreadsheets in this world, definitely. It's, you know. Yeah. We Microsoft Excel is my guiding star. I don't know. <laughs> It helps me, you know, get organize, <laughs> you know, say. Um, but back to this card in the sense of its elements, I want to point out here that uh, this card seems to be the most well rounded of all the cards so far in its earth, air, fire, and water, which has also been related to Jung's. For personality types and just a general vision of wholeness is starting to appear in our journey. Um, so we've got the she's got one foot on earth, one in the water. Um, we've got the air. Uh, there's a little bird in the back that's reminding us to have a connection with both the sky and the earth. So we've got the air element with the wings and the feathers, and then the fire of the stars. Uh, there's there's something very promising and beautiful for our poor beaten down fool here.
1: There's, this card's a very generous card too. I mean, there's just a wealth of everything Mm. in it that I, that I see there as well. And you know, what, you know, what, what are the things that we can ask ourselves, you know, in this journey really, I think have a lot to do with that, like getting the greater understanding of what your true North is. Mm -hmm. And it's a very sort of like, you know, like what, what am I going to allow to guide me? What are the, what are those, you know, deeply held beliefs or relationships that are really, really guiding me in, in, you know, that coming to that place where you, you know, you're, you're being, you're able to see uh, on a more visceral level and an emotional level, our connection to nature and that, that we're all a part of one big, you know, my uh, like ecosystem and universe.
0: And what are our truest riches? in our own personal lives and as a people on this planet, what what are our true resources? Our relationship to that uh, with, you know, what does our ego want is very different from what that deep guiding star mm-hmm. is. Um, and I love this Serbian proverb, maybe you've heard it, which is, um, be proud because you're made of the dust of stars, but be humble for you are made of the dung of the earth. And mm-hmm. I think that that balance is really important in, in our living our lives and keeping us from building those towers too high and getting disconnected from the earth. Mm-hmm. But then also appreciating that, yeah, we are, we're made of something infinite and part of this universe. And I just, I've always loved that phrase as something that that kind of keeps me humble, but also ma- makes me walk with, with a deep-seated confidence in my step as well.
1: You know, I only really wanted to talk about one film and this because it just, it, to me, was so appropriate and I popped off in the at the end of the last <clears throat> podcast where I it was like, you know, I gave a I gave a little homework assignment um, to if you wanted to see the film, um, the Beasts of the Southern Wild, which was nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture, didn't win, and then the the lead actress she's nominated she's what five when she did the role, but she was nominated for Best Actress for it. So it's out there, people can watch it, and um, it really to me had a lot to do with the previous cards as well as the themes that you were just talking about, um, about, about hope and the, the both honoring the fact that we come from the stars, you know, we are part of this big universe, but you know, we're also, you know, have this physical presence, you know, we're meat, we're beasts. Mm. And that, that all of it is actually important and it's all interconnected. And that, was a lot to do with um, a lot of what was going on in that film, which has an unusual hero to it. It is the hero's journey. It is that mythopoetic, you know, Joseph Campbell's um, hero's journey happening through it, but with this tiny little girl who's six years old. And it's so um, there's, spoiler alert here if you haven't seen it, but the the opening scene where our, our, our heroine is this girl named Hush Puppy. And the very opening scene, she you can see her making this little nest out of mud and she's pouring water on it and she's got the Mm. bird and she's got the chicken and the bird and she's making the nest for it and she's trying to put it in there. Like her, her connectivity, she lifts the bird up and puts, puts it next to her ear so she can hear the heartbeat. I think very much is that the theme of the card of the star is knowing that you are connected
0: Mm. and,
1: and Mm. a part of it. There's just so much there. I think the, the woman who's sort of a teacher In it, she's telling all these little kids, we're meat. We are on the buffet of the universe, she says, you know, Um, and we learned that in the tower and we learned that periodically through this journey is that sometimes you just, you know, there is that base level idea of, you know, this physical part of us is just meat. The themes of chaos in the film and how uh, chaos can kind of pull us out of our sense of separateness where we realize we need each other and the community and the, the denizens of this, this town or this area that they live in called the bathtub, they, they live in chaos. They embrace chaos. Mm. They, they have a wildness about them. this beast, beastiness that they, that they embrace um, that most of us think is crazy, but that's the norm for them. They're, you can consider them outcasts, but they're very, very much in touch with nature and even the junk that they live in. So it's fascinating to watch the wild, they're, they're, embracing of the wildness of the world. And that's why I think of the beast card, because there's these, these mythical beasts that are sort of throughout the film that the little girl talks about. So you watch it and you think you're afraid of them, but more towards the end, there's, she has this relationship with that wildness that is, that she honors and it honors them. And eventually towards the end, they bow to her.
0: Mm. so
1: it's beautiful in that in that way and you can see themes of the hangman of death of, of even the devil the addiction the father's an alcoholic and the desire of this innocent girl you know she says at one point in this almost random way she says i want to be cohesive she's she's six years old she doesn't even know what the word cohesive is but she gets it on a certain level mm. where she's really that the theme of bringing everything together you know and the 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 masculine and feminine, the mother, father, of it is really, really beautiful. And
0: I think that's an amazing theme for the Tower Star duo. Is the question, what needs to fall apart, so that something new can come together? Mm-hmm. Something that that I
1: have a sense is that was there all along, but it's our we're just able to see it now.
0: We have to you know? f- uh, remember it. Yes. We Find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like the stars.
1: Stars aren't new. They're about as ancient as, as anything. And, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's, you know, and I'll, I'll put more in the, in the show notes, um, about kind of like what, where I see the, the map, how the Tarot journey, the, the hero's journey map together for it. But for there's, there's a there's a quote that I just think is really beautiful about being connected and understanding, you know, where we are with things as, as we gaze up at these magnificent stars, Um, that experience, and it's towards the end of the movie, and and Hush Puppy says, you know, when it all goes quiet behind my eyes, I see everything that made me flying around in invisible pieces. When I look too hard, it all goes away, but when all goes quiet, I see they're right there. I see that I am a little piece of a big, big universe, and that makes it right. To me, that's just kind of hard of where we're standing, at this stage and how it's really important to, to honor the previous stage with it. Because like mm-hmm. even I said in the last one, I get superstitious about those big changes and that chaos and that thing. I was like, ah, I don't want that to happen. But as we stand here gazing at these stars, you're like, you know, and I needed that, you know, I needed that shock. And we can, and you know, just as this little girl is standing there, you know, after, you know, her whole universe has changed. Um, with her, her father passes away. To be able to witness that and be really completely present in that moment mm. um, is is such a gift.
0: And uh, the theme of water and the cleansing that emotions play in this film mm-hmm. is uh, so evident uh, that you know the the fire is there, the masculine is there. But be a man, be a man, be strong. And uh, but that both of them, the father and the daughter, when they come together are needing the, the the feminine, the emotional, the water,
1: the the, water to mm -hmm.
0: come forward Mm -hmm. and
1: water is, it's one of those, it's, it's a character in the film and that I, you know, looking at water as being a symbol of emotion and how, and how, you know, because there's a flood basically that happens, you know, the storm comes down and they are being kind of unmoored by it and they have to deal with all of this water. And that we oftentimes will, just by nature of our world, will we, we kind of have to put our emotions away sometimes, but we're not so skilled always at, at bringing them, letting them come back through. And that the symbology of this, this journey that they take with this flood happening and everything that comes from it and how they, they come back to that at the end, I think, I don't know, I see a lot of what's happening for the star and being completely connected to nature. It's, I don't know. I found it was a great film and I was really happy to watch it again the other night um, and see it from a different, different perspective because it can be a disturbing film. Everyone that I had spoken to had said, oh, oh, you have to see this film when it came out about a year ago. And then I was like, oh yeah, it looks really pretty. I want to see it. And um, other people were like, yeah, it was a great film, but I, I, I can't talk about it.
0: You know, mm-hmm. It was really difficult mm-hmm.
1: to articulate because it can be very affecting this mm-hmm. film. And I think that's it's something it can be hard to articulate the sense of the stage of the star, you know because it's it's more about emotion, it's more about being present than it is, yes, yeah. it's experiential, very
0: experiential and i I could imagine Joseph Campbell being very interested in in this film for the reason that it's it's a i think one of these new films that's beginning to examine our place in the larger world that what's happening with ice caps and the changing of our environment is is affecting us and Putting into question our place in the world, our place in the universe, mm-hmm. and our relationship to it. Uh, so these are very, very big questions, and and I think they're encompassed uh, beautifully uh, by this card, by the star. Um, so we welcome uh, meditations on this, thoughts on the movie that you had. Uh, uh, Julianne assigned some homework last time, so if you did it, or <laughs> if you have thoughts about that, we'd love to hear them. And, uh, and we're very much for crying and tears and weeping. So it's very cleansing. So we, we encourage you to do that after this podcast (laughs) (laughs) or anything that comforts you, um, after that, that falling tower, uh, Julianne and myself are currently very cozy in some Dutch slippers, um, sent from our friends from Holland. So thank you very much. Or the Netherlands. I should be, I should be more, um correct on that. I like to say Holland because I think it, uh, sounds I better. grew up
1: calling it Holland. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> We're Americans over here. So Howdy we, world. Yes. And, and, uh, thank yeah. you
1: to our Dutch friends for our, our, our slippers. Um, I might actually get a picture of our, our, uh, slippers so we can put them up on the info sheet about this. So, um, you know, gifts are accepted. <laughs> We're basically saying, um we do do this for free. The stuff's all free. So if you want to send us things, you can certainly We will
0: wear them. Oh, absolutely. During the the podcast. And we swear. We you know, we're honest about what yep. we're wearing.
1: Yeah. We're wearing more than just the slippers, but but We but are on our feet.
0: We are not naked like the star lady. But if you want to, you know. Never. Never mind. mind. Never <laughs> mind.
1: Never so it's been I think it's been lovely once again. <laughs> I'm I'm super happy to not only have these awesome slippers um that were sent to us. Um But to be back in San Francisco, and we are going to be talking about the moon next time. So more water, more emotion, more unconscious. We're we're, we're going into sort of a different phase. And
0: And more lunacy from your favorites. Lunatics right here. Julian and Sundara. So if questions, ideas, uh, email us.
1: We love hearing from you. podcast at archetypist com And hang in there for a second because right after this, I'll give you the web address for all the show notes. Thanks so much. Until next time, ciao. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Archetypal Tarot Podcast. For more information on the show today, you can go to archetypist.com and just type in the words the star in the search bar, and you'll get to the page that's got the full show notes. Join us next time when we discuss card number 18 the moon. Until then, take care. Thanks.